It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Uh, Welcome to the first official podcast that's new and is on iTunes. Uh, We uh, told you it was going to be on next week, but uh, early Christmas present. You can go subscribe right now. Head to iTunes right now. You can just uh, search BGN Radio. Uh, I think the SoundCloud guys left us an RSS feed if you're into that. But, you know, that's like two-timing your wife. So just be careful with those things. Uh, Also need to mention to start the show before we introduce our co-hosts that uh, this show is sponsored by the one and the only Mr. Mark Saltvite. As he is in town, if you want to travel back in time to when we're recording this, uh, if you are uh, good friends with Doc and Marty, you can travel back in time. He's at the Helium Co- uh, uh, Comedy Club tonight. So if you missed out on that, don't worry. He's actually doing a book signing and in-store appearances and all that good stuff tomorrow uh, or by the time you're listening to this today on Saturday, the Chester County Book Club Company uh, from 11 to 3. Uh, also wanted to mention you can get his book, The Dow of Chip Kelly, which is a great read for pretty much every Eagles fan out here. Uh, it, it really gets to the insights and philosophy on what Chip is and what Chip is not. Uh, a really smart guy. Mark's been on the show before, and we love him here. So you can always go get that. Uh, if you're in town around the Philadelphia area, the Joseph Fox uh, Bookstore in Rittenhouse Square. There's the Spiral Bookcase in Maniunk. Uh, you got Main Point Books in Bryn Mawr. Uh, and I believe another location. Oh, in Doylestown. I can't remember uh, the freaking... Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But if you're outside, you can always go to two different spots. It's chipkelly.tv or... Just as simple as Amazon.com and search for Dow Chip Kelly. Also, pay attention. We're giving away a book, a signed copy of the first edition of that during halftime of the Bears-Eagles game. So be aware of that. And uh, enough with the awesome promotion. So thank you, Mark, for all that good stuff. Uh, let's get right into it. As I look to my right and I see a man in a robe ready to party, it is uh, Mr. James Zeltzer from 97.5 The Fanatic. What's going on, buddy? First of all, I'm always in a robe at all times, <laughs> all day, but... But I gotta go back a second. You dropped dropped the Doc and Marty reference. Phenomenal job, yeah, there, th- my thank you. Phenomenal. We're, we're, this this podcast is cruising at eighty eight miles an hour right now. <laughs> well, you're gonna see some serious <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to uh, our left, the very undoubtable, the man of many talents, the editor in chief of Bleeding Green Nation, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton. How are you, sir? Always happy to be here. You know, I, I haven't. haven't. I don't think any of us have seen Brandon's face ever. 
Uh, at least I haven't. I know James hasn't. That's all. I know I haven't. No. no. <laughs> On Monday, everything changes. I want to. We're all meeting up for the first time uh, as a group, and I think we're just going to get them wasted and see if we can't make them spill a whole bunch of secrets and put it on tape and do all that good stuff. So that's not good, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> pay attention for next week's podcast. Yeah, that's it's right. Gonna be that's right. Well, guys, I mean, uh, this is going to be a weird, exciting, possibly. Uh, maybe the best football Sunday that we've had in Philadelphia for a while. So initially, I just want to jump out and kind of get through all these different scenarios. And thinking about it, I, before the show, I was like, yeah, we can talk about, well, if Green Bay loses and they win and Chicago's, you know, doesn't have anything going on and all that stuff. Uh, there's only one thing you need to worry about, and that's the Washington Redskins beating the Dallas Cowboys. Because Brandon Lee Gowton, how awesome would it be to clinch the division on Sunday night. I mean, that's the ideal scenario right there. That that would be great. Uh, you do it at home instead of possibly having to do it on the road in Dallas the week after. And you have that week after, if you clinch this week, to make the decision to, to rest the starters and kind of get an unofficial bye. And really, just it would just be good because, hey, I mean, it, it's Chip Kelly's first year, and it didn't even take to the last game, and you already know that the Eagles are going to make the playoffs and they clinch the NFC East. So... That's obviously the the ideal scenario on a Sunday, and that's you know that's what we're hoping to see. Yeah, yeah, man, I I would love that. And you know what? I mean, like if what is it? If Green Bay lose, no, we need Green Bay to win and over the Steelers, and, and, right, right? And Detroit to lose, and then it really means nothing for the Bears because Mark Tressman's already basically come out and said, which is I don't know if I agree with it or not, but because I still believe in the seating, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, that he'll rest the players, and that's just that in, does nothing but increase. Uh, the Eagles' chances to kind of walk right in there and take the division. James, are you feeling the same way? Are you feeling good? Like, hey, you know, this could be a great uh, Sunday football game, or th- is this uh, kind of good? You know, rattle around in your tummy like usual. No, no, I'm with you. Here's the thing: like, to be blatantly honest, and we'll get into this a little later. I, I, I don't think Dallas is going to lose. I, I get why people believe it's going to happen, but personally, I think that Dallas is going to find a way to win the game. But let, let's assume they do lose. Um, you know, it could be a really interesting scenario on Sunday night if the Packers and Lions both lose and the Cowboys lose, oh, either man. team could clinch <laughs> that night. So it is the potential for a clinch for both teams type of night, depending on what happens. And I ultimately don't think the Lions will lose the Giants, but it, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. And the Steelers have shown uh, last week that they can go out and beat a good team. So. Um, it, it could end up being a really exciting night one way or another. You know, and I was thinking about that on uh, the multiple car rides uh, back and forth to work and all that stuff. And I finally got to the point, I was like, in the back of my head, I really do want the Bears and Eagles to pl- I want them to play for everything on Sunday night. Me too. I, it, it, That's it, why I brought it up. I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of winner clinches, loser has to fight. Like, uh, it, it sounds fun. And yeah, because it could go the opposite way. It could be almost... Totally meaningless because like to both it, teams, right, yeah. Because right. if if the, if the the Cowboys win, then the Eagles obviously have to play the next week to decide the division. And yeah, and then if the uh, it works out where the Bears, you know, it does the game doesn't matter for them. I mean, that's kind of lame. I mean, I, I'm guessing they play the starters, but then what's the point of that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and getting getting to that, if it does become completely meaningless for both teams, you know, Green Bay wins, Dallas wins, Detroit loses. The Bears have to play the Packers to win that division. The Eagles have to play Dallas to win the division. Are you sitting? I mean, it's been talked about all week, but it's something that needs to be addressed, I guess. J- James, are you sitting 
players in that meaningless game. Personally, I am. I, I understand Chip, you know, what Chip has said he'll do. And, and who ultimately knows? We never really know whether a coach is going to follow through with that until the time comes. But personally, if I'm in charge, I sit my guys at least for a half. Maybe I'll let them go out and play half. But the, the risk isn't worth it. If you need to play that next weekend to win a game, to get into the playoffs, how can you take that risk? And, and look, I understand the idea of coming off a big loss in Minnesota. You had been riding so high, you kind of want to get back on that winning track, get that positive feeling back, and, of course, seeding as well. But ultimately, in my mind, the, the, the risks outweigh the benefits in that situation. No, that's a reasonable argument, and I, and I get that. But um, now I got to play the starters because are you, there's some guys you can watch, like maybe Shady. Maybe you're watching his, his reps. Uh, maybe you're watching, like, Deshaun. There's certain players you could probably manage here and there, probably get – the backup some more time would make sense but i don't know if i i fully just sit everyone uh i do think the seating is a little important because that that could possibly mean delaying having to play seattle and who knows maybe someone goes uh to seattle before you have to play them somehow upsets them and then you know maybe you're playing at home instead of having to play in seattle i mean that that remains to be seen but uh, you know, Chip said he's going to play the starters, and, you know, I, I believe he's being honest, and I think that's what's going to happen, and I, I think it makes sense. And and I, I, I agree with Brandon, uh, and this is going to sound ridiculous. This has no fact. This has no nothing. You just have to gonna take this ride with me. In 2008, I had a, a really weird dream that I was in a humongous stadium. And the Eagles were playing. I was sitting right next to my best friend, and he was wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey. It just so happened that that ended up being the uh, championship game in Arizona, and we both went and obviously both know how that ended. But I kind of had the same dream about three weeks ago. And we were there. It was an outdoor stadium. We were yelling and screaming. The Eagles were definitely playing somebody. It looked like a postseason game. I want to win out here. I, I want the game at home. If there is a remote possibility that Chicago or Green Bay or whoever the lower seat is, and you somehow go on this glorious lightning in the bottle run, which happened in 2008, I want the game at home if you have to do that. I, I don't want to be on the road again. I don't want to take that long drive back to wherever the hell I'm going and have to go all the way back in a trail of tears sadness. Uh, it's a stupid reason, but it, you know, if you can ignore that wild story for a moment, you still want the home field advantage if it's possible to have, and that's why I say go for it. No question. The three seed is better than the four seed. There's no question about it, and, and I get that. Um, and I'm not suggesting – I think what Brandon said is, is, a, is a fair point. Like, you know, sit shady. Sit Deshaun. Like, I'm not saying take the entire right. team out of the game, but find a way to get the guys who, if they go down, your season's over. Find a way to get those guys out of the game if it's a meaningless game in the second half. It is kind of where I'm going. And if it's not a meaningless game, and even if it is, guys, let's get into the matchups of this thing. You know, obviously, Bears have one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. That all Sean Jeffrey, he big boy, and he can make catches. Brandon Marshall, we already know about him. Matt Forte. Absolutely one of the top five backs in the league, in my opinion. Besides those guys, obviously they're going to be a problem. What do you guys see outside of them that might be another matchup potential of danger? Well, on defense, I mean, I'm looking at uh, a guy that I, I did a question and answer session with the Bears blog, Windy City Gridiron on SB Nation this week. Good guys, by the way. I was reading yes. a lot of their stuff this week. They are very, very level-headed dudes. 
And they, they pointed out Alshon on the offense, obviously. But on defense, they pointed out a guy named Zach Bowman. He's he's filled in for uh, Peanut Tillman, who's been injured and was just ruled out for the season. And they, they said they liked the, him. And he's I think he's in a sixth year, but he's, he's been playing real solid football for them. I think he's been uh, – he's had at least an interception or two here. They really like him. And another guy is a guy that we know, but he's, he's a little different than how we know him. That's Jeremiah Ratliff, former Jay Ratliff from hey, the Cowboys. changing the uh, name. Yeah, the, apparently he's he's been uh, playing all right uh, on a defensive line for them, getting some penetration, and that could be key for them. And then one more guy is a guy possibly returning from injury. He's questionable, but he was cleared to play today, and that's Lance Briggs. And they've had a, if I'm not mistaken, they've had an undrafted rookie free agent playing linebacker uh, in Briggs' absence. So putting him there instead of that rookie could make a big difference for uh, Chicago defense that struggles very heavily against the run. Uh, I mean, I think there are two obvious answers here. I'm going to flip it around since Brandon covered the defensive side of the ball. Let's look at the offense and special teams. Uh, you know, looking at what happened last weekend, you can't, you'd be remiss to not mention Devin Hester, obviously. Uh, not what he used to be, but obviously if you're going to squib kick to Cordell Patterson uh, every single time, um, you wonder what Devin Hester can do against that special teams. And then uh, the other offensive guy, it seems like an obvious answer, but uh, Martellus Bennett, you know, I'm not a gigantic yeah. Martellus Bennett guy, but he's big, he's strong, he's physical, and and this is an Eagles team that has been better against the tight end this season, but historically, especially with the safeties that we know on this team, uh, are guys that have had some issues with tight ends in the past. So, you know, something to look out for, I think, is Martellus Bennett, for sure. Absolutely. I agree with uh, both of you for the most part. Uh, Martellus Bennett, I actually thought, would be a great pickup for the Eagles in the offseason. I thought he was very underutilized in Dallas, and Chicago uh, definitely got the best out of him uh, this year. I think he's had a great year, uh, very small injuries uh, throughout the season. Uh, I like Brandon's first pick. I don't uh, like- another point with that, too, talking about – I was going to say talking about Bennett, another point with that is he he also fits Tressman's, Tressman's offense really well. Like, you know, it's an offense that utilizes the tight end well, especially a big, strong tight end like Bennett. It's It's a really good fit. Absolutely. The uh, the I, I do like Brandon's first pick. I think I haven't paid a lot of attention to the Bears, uh, but uh, their rookie corners are, are doing very well. The thing I'll disagree with you on is probably Lance Briggs. I get that he's been a cornerstone there for a while. Uh, him coming back will definitely help the run defense, but he's only covering one side of the field. And if you have him and a guy like, you know, Julius Peppers on the same side, that same weak side, I see Chip kind of running away from him and blowing whatever side that he's not on open. I'm still not worried that much uh, of that slowing down. I mean, I heard a stat today that almost blew my mind. Granted, we all know that the Bears defense is not good. The run defense, excuse me. The Bears run defense on the road Anybody want to take a stab at what their average is? Well, they're averaging 152 a game overall. Correct. So the, the only team in football to give up over five yards of carry. Right. So, so what mean, do you that think? Pretty what, much does it. What do you think it is on the road when they play uh, on the road? I, what is that? I would say, say even, even more. Yeah, I was gonna. I don't. I would say like one one seventy five, maybe. Uh, you know, Brandon was pretty much on the nose. Two wow. averaging two hundred one. <laughs> wow, averaging that's absurdity. So, it's a joke. I mean, you can say all the things that you want about how this Bears defense may be a little more secure with those players in there, and I'm not taking anything away from it. I still think the Bears are a great team, but, man, if Shady gets rolling in this game, if you want to get into a shootout with Chip Kelly, 
go right ahead because I think you're going to lose. That's one thing that we haven't quite seen yet out of this team. We've seen them come back and do that stuff. We haven't seen them win in a, in a direct shootout yet, and I think Chip has the edge there. Yeah, and I agree with that. And also, I mean, you look at the Eagles' rush offense. The, the Eagles are the only team in football to average five yards a carry on the offensive end of the ball. Uh, I mean, that matchup just looks so tantalizing yeah. when you look at it. Uh, and then again, looking at Chip, you know, after what happened last weekend, uh, all season long we've talked about Chip's ability to adjust and how refreshing it is. And and I personally, you know, just, just a guess, but I think we're going to see a big adjustment from last weekend. I think that he's going to look at the matchups and say, all right, it, it's time to give Shady the football. And I do think we're going to see a big performance from Shady on Sunday. And Brandon, the, uh, on the other side of the ball, especially with us, uh, you know, worrying about the, our secondary and those freaking behemoths of wide receivers, I think they're going to put up a lot of points too. I honestly think this is the first time that everybody says it's going to be a shootout and it might actually be a shootout. Uh, but uh, Brandon, I want to know from you, does... Uh, you know, Earl Wolf obviously is an upgrade over Patrick Chung. Brandon Boykin, however you pass that concussion test, I am impressed because th- that's I, I didn't expect you to play. So you have Boykin and you have Wolf. What, what are you implying, sir? Uh, I'm not implying anything. I just know that there's a lot of people that can beat concussion tests. Uh, uh, but do you think it's a Christmas miracle? It is a Christmas miracle, and then and, and thank you whoever it's did a, that. It's a festivist miracle, is what it is. <laughs> Uh, but Brandon, do you think Earl Wolf's, uh, you know, at starting at safety is going to make a huge impact, small impact? Where do you see that as? Uh, I think it's not going to make the impact, you know, where he's he's making plays and he's getting interceptions because he's he's just not there yet. You know, he's still a rookie and he's he, he's not that kind of player. But just he'll be solid, and that's more than what you get out of Patrick Chung, who's going to give up big plays, and he's going to make mistakes, and he's going to hit his own players, and he's he's just going to be a disaster out there at times. I think Earl Wolf will bring some stability to the secondary. He's not going to bring playmaking or anything, but that, that might be good enough because this, this Eagles defense isn't necessarily a playmaking defense. They're a defense that when they're playing at their best and everyone's kind of overachieving, they're just they're solid, and that's all you can really ask for. So I think he helps out in that respect. It's it's going to be tough, man. Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, these guys are big. They're strong. They can block. They're they're just they're just great players. And I mean, you look how the the Vikings of all teams, the Vikings with their passing attack with Matt Castle tore up this Eagles secondary last week. I mean, I, I just can't look at Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher and say, you know, we got this. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe you hope Kerry Williams has a good game because he's kind of an up and down player, and maybe he has, he, you know, it's a good Kerry week, and maybe Bradley Fletcher, you know, kind of, he he has a knack for deflections. Maybe you know, there's some close throws and he's knocking them down. But I mean, it's it's just going to be rough. And we'll get to. Uh, I want to hear James's thoughts on this too, but I also want to say that's another thing I thought of this week. And that actually goes back to the point of why I kind of want Chicago to play for everything and the, and the Eagles to play for everything. We have guys that rise to that t- level of competition on this team in the secondary. I want everything on the line. I want their best game. James Elter, what do you think about this secondary going into it? Well, I think, look, I think we can all agree that after last weekend, if this team has an Achilles heel on the defensive side of the football, it is the secondary. Uh, I mean, Bradley Fletcher, who I've actually been a, a real big fan of the signing, especially for the money. Um, last weekend, he was targeted 10 times. Eight of the 10 were completed, and the two that were not completed were pass interference calls. So <laughs> when, when you're getting targeted 10 out of 10 times and it's positive yardage 10 out of 10 times, 
it's bad, you know, and, and especially against a team like the Vikings. Um, so I don't, I don't personally think that the Eagles are going to be able to stop the Bears' offensive weapons, the the, the Marshalls, the Jeffries. Uh, I just think it's a case of, of limiting it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to get theirs. Uh, it's just a question of you know not letting Alshon Jeffrey have another two hundred and fifty yard game or, or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely, and the thing is, you know, we've dealt, or excuse me, the Eagles have dealt with those elite receivers already they've had the calvin johnsons in the snow granted and they've had larry johnson and all this stuff but they have i mean guys this is i mean these are two pro bowl receivers these are i think these are the best two receivers in the league anybody want to disagree with that i mean i would i don't know if i would say i mean i think calvin i think this is the best receiving tandem in the league no question i I think that calvin johnson is better than either of these guys but uh, that's what i mean yeah the tandem okay yes i totally agree and how about this i'll I'll go a step further i don't think it's close i I don't know who you make argument for that's even in the league i mean you know Fitz and michael floyd really nice but i mean the these this is the best receiving tandem in the league Bar none, no question, and and it's going to be tough to deal with on Sunday. And one guy who knows a lot about that is uh, our special guest this evening, my friend. Uh, I actually caught up with him a couple of days ago, and I actually thought that he might get his first start in the NFL in the slot position. Obviously, uh, Brandon Boykin's miraculous recovery has uh, not done that, but nonetheless, a guy that we caught up with about special teams and uh, playing cornerback position, your Philadelphia Eagles cornerback, Mr. Rock Carmichael. What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm doing all right, boss, man. Just trying to trying to get stay out that cold, you know. <laughs> Are you dealing with, did you get some, uh, how many winter jackets did you buy since you came here? I bought three, actually. I went to the North Face store and went crazy, man. <laughs> it, it, I wear, like, North Face everything, every day. Everybody, like, laughing at me, but I love it. Warm, feels great. Nice, man. Well, we're glad to obviously have you here in the city and playing for us. And, you know, the, the Bears game gets flexed out to a Sunday night football game. Uh, it just so happens that it looks like you're going to be making your first uh, start in the slot. And by the way, you're going up against one of the best wide receiving cores uh, in the league. No big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a it's a great opportunity for me, man. I'm I'm really just going to approach it um the same way I did going into Green Bay. I, like that's why I was saying I was on the outside and going into um, the Redskins game. Um, I was also on the outside, but I'm approaching the same way, man. Just go out there, it's a great opportunity to go play ball and have fun, like. Try not to try not to worry so much because you got to enjoy it. You know, when you get your shot, enjoy it, man. And I mean, as far as making plays and want to do this and that, that's natural. You know, we NFL professional players, everybody want to make a play. But for me, I just want to go out there and have some fun, man, and see what I can do. So what kind of a game plan would you have in your head to kind of maybe neutralize one of these guys? Obviously, you don't want to come out and tell us uh, what Billy's planning on the other side of the ball. But when you see guys like Brandon Marshall and when you see guys like Alshon Jeffrey and they're making big catches and these are big, tall guys, what are you feeling going into that? Well, I'm, I'm excited, man, because that means that uh, they're going to get the ball. And even if you tight cover, the, the quarterback still going to give them a chance to uh, to make a play on the ball, man. So it's going to come down to who, who's going to make the play. They definitely um, have, you know, had a size factor in both of those uh, two receivers. But it's still football, man. Like I said, we all pros. You know, you, you're a pro for a reason. So it's going to be a challenge, man. I'm going to go out there and challenge him as well. And if you're looking up at the scoreboard on Sunday afternoon and you see that Dallas loses somehow to the Redskins, does that add a little extra juice that now this is for the division? Are you gonna? Is there any more like kind of amped feeling that's gonna come out, come across to you in the in this whole Eagles squad? 
Nah, man, not really, because you know we got Dallas next week anyway. We we want them we want them to win so they can feel good coming in there and want the pressure to be on us to to bring it back to Philly to bring that win to Philly, man. So either they win or they lose, we we still got to prepare for them. This, you know, the next week, so we'll deal with that when that comes. And uh, only because it's been such a big topic this week, and you play such an important role on special teams. You know, the constant criticism of Chip Kelly, you know, going for the squib kicks against Minnesota, uh, you never really adjusted anything. What did you see coming out of that? Did you have any feelings like, hey, this is working, or hey, this is more on us for not uh, executing the game plan uh, uh, properly? What did you feel about all that stuff? Um, no, we actually executed the game plan well, man. Just like you playing for guys on offense or defensive side of the ball, we playing for their returners. Um, in this game on the special team side, you know, we didn't kick it to him. He was averaging um, about the 28. We gave it to him the average of the, the 32 or something like that. So we gave up four yards. That's, you know, we knew that going into the game, we were going to do that. You know, that was, like I said, it was a game plan. So I think we did what we had to do on special teams. And, you know, Kerry Williams comes out and says this week that, hey, you know, this this actual, the Minnesota loss kind of helped us. Some of us were on our high horse. Uh, do you feel kind of knocked down from that and being, you know, with is anybody in particular, not anybody in particular, but get a sense of the team was kind of smelling themselves a little bit and this kind of helped control that and humbled you guys for a little bit? Well, no, I want to say uh, no one on the team, um, to kind of, you know, bigging themselves up or getting a big head or anything. But it does. I mean, you'd rather take that loss and feel that pain now than lose it, you know, two weeks from now in the yeah. playoffs, you know. So it's good to, good to have that taste in your mouth going into the playoffs so that you don't want to lose again. Yeah, absolutely. I feel, you know, and I feel the same way. I think a lot of us do. Uh, you know, it's better to have the loss now and carry the rest of the momentum into the playoffs. So we're we're really excited as the as a city to kind of get behind you guys. You know, it's funny. I read somewhere did, uh, during the season when you were when first cuts came out with the Texans. Did you decide to uh, go back to the practice squad and stay on? And I heard that Eagles were trying to sign you, or is that just uh, weird rumor stuff? Oh, no, nah, that's some rumor stuff, man. After, like when I when I got the opportunity to um to make the to the roster, I came right over. Like, <laughs> yeah. I figured it. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make any sense. I was just like, I don't know what's coming on here, but uh, we're glad you're here in Philadelphia, my friend. And you know, you play the game with such emotion. We're all rooting for you to uh, to have a great game against Chicago. And uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say as you're going out here? Oh no, man! I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity, and you know. We're pumped, man. Rock, thank you so much for your time, and uh, thanks for listening to BGN Radio. Yes, sir. And once again, a big thank you to Rock Carmichael for taking out some time here on the BGN Radio podcast. And now, as always, clean-shaven, butt-wiped, and ready to rock and roll is our friend Mr. Dan Klosner. Dan, what's going on, sir? Yeah. <laughs> And I the, don't think he's clean shaven. I think that's a, a falsity. I don't believe it. Uh, I, I don't yesterday. believe it. Holy cow. I just, I, oh, goodness. I, I promise I wasn't looking into your uh, uh, abode of any sort. I shaved everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I mean, you know, we've been talking uh, uh, about this Bears-Eagles matchup and whether it's going to mean anything or nothing. But the thing I want to ask everybody today is if, you know, say the Eagles lose – and they have to play Dallas. What are your feelings going into that Dallas game? You know, how cool is Rock Carmichael, by dude, the way, right? Amazing, amazing guy. guy. 
like coolest dude in the world. Sorry, what was your and question? And his name is Rock. That is just straight coolness right there. <laughs> My uh, question was just if the Eagles lose this game uh, to, uh, you know, on Sunday night, is there a possibility, or excuse me, what are your feelings about going into Dallas then the next week? We're going to win. No doubt. No doubt. Boom. Well, well, to add into that insightful comment right there. Um, <laughs> well, think about it. Like, if if the uh, if the Cowboys lose to the Redskins, I mean, you have to be feeling good, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Even if the Eagles blow the Redskins, it. Redskins. I, yeah. I, I like us to come out and beat the Bears. Um, it's going to be that added oomph. You know, the crowd will be electric. I think, you know, whatever, you know, added momentum there is. I'd like, I'd, I'd like us to beat the Bears. If the Cowboys win, you know... Uh, you know, all the players say that they're not going to pay attention and all that, but they'll all know the result before it, before the of game course. happens. And you know, it's human nature. So, but we'll see. Um, they, I think, they proved against the Vikings that they're not above, um, you know, mental letdowns or emotional letdowns. So. Yeah, that's kind of the, everybody kind of seemed to hit the panic button. But bucking, yeah, that's a word. Uh, panic button, me included. Uh, but. I really don't think that that's a, a factor going into this. I think if anything, it helps every you know help this team goes into Chicago or uh, when they play Chicago here. I think it helps them even more. I mean, but I don't know back to back losses. Yeah, listen, everybody has like these. You know, we live in one week life cycles during the season, and I really do believe. Listen, they got they got smacked down, smacked back down to reality against the Vikings. Um, but I really do hope that it's something that makes them refocus and kind of, you know, maybe they're smelling themselves a little bit. Maybe they realize that, you know, they're not one of these elite teams, but they're still eight and six with a chance to, you know, control their own destiny. Sorry, Chip. I didn't mean it, but, you know. <laughs> I, I you think, can control your own destiny. I know. It doesn't make it destiny then, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I really do think, I do believe in the fact that they've, you know, you put the Vikings lost behind you, there won't be a carryover. And even if they lose to the Bears, too, I think that they're going to go into the Dallas game thinking, listen, this is, a, you know, if you had told us at the beginning of the season that we'd have a one-game playoff, essentially, the final game of the season to make the playoffs, I think we would have taken their chances. So, you know, and especially to do it against Dallas, in Dallas, nice little payback for what happened earlier in the season with, you know, with how banged up that Dallas defense is and how they do what they do at the end of the season. I don't know. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't be freaking out and I would, I, I'd feel really good about going into that game. Well, uh, let's uh, deal with one game at a time and let's uh, get into the predictions for this uh, Sunday night football. Brandon, how is this one ending? This is, as we discussed earlier in the show, it's a shootout and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I don't know the full weather report. I haven't checked it out, but it's I saw gonna like, really the It's going to be really nice. Yeah, so the high is like really, apparently, but apparently, apparently some rain. Yeah, yeah. The, relenting so that's going to be. Forecast. I don't know. We'll see. The only thing that people seem to agree with is that it's going to be in the mid sixties with some wind. So right. So which is I, I awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be game in December. Yeah, it's going to be good football weather. I'm going forty-two to thirty-eight. So it'll be uh, it'll be thirty-five to thirty-eight, and then the Eagles get a game-winning touchdown to oh. seal the game. And clinch the division because the Cowboys are going to lose earlier in the day because they're a bad road team. They're two and five on the road. I think the Redskins, maybe they have a little bit of life here. Maybe it's Mike Shanahan's last hurrah. Maybe Kirk Cousins is having a good day. 
I think the Eagles clinched the NFC East on Sunday night. I'm I'm torn on this because I do think Dallas wins, and, and like I just said, I do think that that creates a, a a bit of an internal issue for the Eagles. I think it's just hard to come out and and be super fired up when you know that the game is meaningless. Um, uh, having said that, I agree. I think it's going to be a shootout, and and ultimately, I don't think the Bears are that good. That's kind of why I'm I'm struggling here. Um, so I'm actually going to, I was, I was, I, I'll be honest with you. I came into this podcast saying I'm going to pick the bears and, and on the fly here, I'm actually going to change it. Uh, I'm going to say the Eagles win 38, 37, uh, uh, literally a one point who knows what's going to happen. Close kind of game. All right. So I've, I've seen there are two scenarios. I'm going to take the, I'm going to give a different scenario just to cover all of our bases. I think that the Cowboys will win against the Redskins. And the Eagles will lose to the Bears. Let's go 34-31 to set up a winner-takes-all showdown in Dallas next week, the last Sunday of the season. I will uh, give you the other scenario, which I am still in big favor of, even though it'll probably drive me insane. I like Washington to beat Dallas. I like the Giants to pull out a miracle and beat the Lions. I like another miracle, a semi-miracle of the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Green Bay Packers, and I want a mano a mano, un or insane game from both Chicago and our beloved Eagles, all on the line. Eagles are so fired up; it's at home. Two hundred and one rushing yards, averaging on the road. Shady goes nuts. Two ninety-eight. Breaks a record. We clinch the division in a crazy, historic game at the link and a Chip Kelly uh, time, you know, stamp and signature win. Thank you very much, sir. And the score, the score will be 42-35. Eagles. How many carries? Hold up. I have a question. Uh, Here's my question. Hold up. Hold up. Did an NBC... Did, did an NBC executive pay you to say that? Or they just, you know, Absolutely it all comes not. down. Absolutely not. NBC executives are now emailing the show and saying, make sure you say this. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, I need you to throw a flag. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I honestly, I said this early in the week. I don't think it's that insane if Shady breaks an NFL rushing record this game. I really don't because the other thing we haven't talked about this whole entire time and really nobody has is that offensive line matching up against that awful front four that is that it that they call themselves tackles and and all that stuff. Uh, right. I mean, well, I mean, look, they they lost they lost Henry Melton, who's their best defensive tackle, and then they lost Nate Collins, who's the backup to Henry Melton. I mean, they're definitely uh, severely depleted along that front of that line. They're, get, they're getting Briggs back, but Briggs is not you know Lance Briggs of he was okay, he was fine when they was playing earlier yeah. this season, but he's not Lance Briggs of five years ago. Um, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. way to go, Dan. Oh. <laughs> My bad, guys. Hopefully, uh, all our predictions will come true magically, and then we can all take a piece of the lottery home, and then we can all quit and end the show. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. You know, I am not uh, one to, you know, brush off the shoulders. I am leading the pack here overall uh, with a nice 9-2 and two record since we started this. 2-1 and one last week, 
James, I believe, went two and two. Brandon checking in with one and two. It's okay. We like it. He had a. The, I got to tell you, the Washington Redskins pick, phenomenal. None of us saw it coming. So, uh, as we get into the, as we get into this week, I'm sure we'll find some bonus matchups. Uh, as always, I will lead it off, and of course, I want uh, you'll see a theme in here a little bit. Uh, the first selection, if you couldn't have predicted it by now. Uh, the Washington Redskins plus three versus Dallas because Grandma always told me to take the home dog. Brandon Lee Gatton, where are we going next? Well, we're going to Seattle, but we're taking the Cardinals, who are plus ten and a half on the road. I mean, I just think that's too big. I mean, I, I think the Cardinals, you know what? They're nine and five. I think they're playing some good football. I really don't think at like ten and a half points. I, I just don't see that. I, I think the Cardinals can cover that. Ring the bell. There it is. <laughs> I'm already in. I uh, I will challenge you all to take Seattle, uh, giving away the ten and a half because I just Larry with concussion syndromes and that defense versus Carson Palmer. I love the Seahawks in this game, so I'll take that against you, James Elter. Where are we going next? We're going out to Lambeau Field, and and I'm going to stick with the team that brought me a win last week. I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half. I, I'm guessing this line is going to go down. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not playing. Uh, you know, I know the game means more to Green Bay, but. Uh, I think we saw last week with the Steelers against the Bengals that the Steelers team isn't quitting, and uh, they're they're a good football team. They're they're better than they were earlier in the season. So I think the Steelers go into Lambeau Field and and win the game outright. And throwing his hat into the ring, Mr. Dan Kloster, where are we going next? Uh, we're going to Carolina. Um, revenge game for the Panthers. Saints starting a rookie left tackle, a guy who I did like, but not against this defensive line. That teams, I mean, all, all kinds of factors is a chance for to take over first place in the NFC South. Kind of like, you know, the benchmark game for the Panthers to show that, you know, they're even more for real than we know they are. I have minus three and a half here. I don't care what it's at. I'm taking the Panthers to cover. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I looked at that. That was uh, that was definitely one of, my, one of the things that piqued my interest. Saints coming Saints, off. The I, lo- I, mean, I love you, Drew Brees, but not, <laughs> not, not today. Yeah, I mean, they've, uh, they've slid a little bit. That's a, that's a very, very important game that pretty much uh, would flop seeds. At that point, right, Carolina would have control, so that is a huge game for them. It should be interesting to see. As we travel down to that lovely land, I'm going back to a winner. I'm going to visit our old friend, Mr. Andy Reid in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis uh, has uh, gone to uh, uh, clinch the division already. There's really not a lot they can play for. There's nothing that's going to change it out. Kansas City minus seven at home. Uh, that's uh, another luck of the week. Brandon Lee Gowton, where are we going next? Going to John, Cincinnati. John, real quick, you've been riding Andy Reid and the Chiefs like a rented mule this season. <laughs> I feel like you pick the Chiefs every single week. Look at who they're playing. Look at who they're playing every week. It's too easy. It's too easy. All right, sorry, Brandon, go ahead. No, sorry. We're going to Cincy, and we're taking the Vikings because they're yeah. plus eight. And the Vikings have been, I think it's about like uh, five games they've been in where, you know, they've lost in the last minute or so. So they've, they've kept some games close here, and obviously they look good last week. They put up 48 last week against they the Eagles. They played with a lot of pride for a team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think uh, – Adrian Peterson is questionable. So he says he's going to play. Yeah, all right, he says he's going to play. So we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. But uh, I think they can cover that. I mean, they've been playing tough. I don't think that's crazy to think they can cover that. And the Bengals, I'm just not a big believer in them. Uh, obviously, they lost to the – the Steelers and they lost their punter, so obviously we know that's huge. <laughs> hey, uh, what is um uh, is that game in Cincinnati? 
That was in yes. Cincinnati. Yes. Ring the bell twice. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I don't I don't see that happening. I understand that Minnesota's been playing really well. Uh, I, Cincinnati has a lot to play for. They're not gonna. They're th- that defense is pretty strong. They're gonna shut them down. So we'll go up against that too. Uh, Mr. James Elter, what is your next pick, sir? Before I make my pick, I'm gonna give a shout out to BLG, the Godfather here. I, I agree with Brandon. I think the Vikings <laughs> cover that. I, I think the Bengals win, but I see it as like a three to seven win game. But know, uh, sure. for my next pick. For my next pick, we're going to go into Baltimore, ladies and gentlemen. I see I see a New England Patriots team coming off a, a rough loss to the Dolphins. Uh, the Ravens coming off a big win on a short week, even though the Ravens are good at home. Uh, I'm taking the two points. I think the Patriots, again, win this game outright. I think the Patriots still playing for that bye. I think they're going to come into Baltimore and beat a team that they got a lot of pent-up aggression against. I'm taking the Patriots plus two. Love that pick. Love it, love it, love it. Dan Klosner, where are we going next? Well, we're going to go to Buffalo. Where I think the Buffalo Buffalo Bills to upset the Miami Dolphins. An outright mess. Outright. He doesn't even want the three points. He doesn't (laughs) even want it. I don't want the three points. I want want Buffalo. Wowie, wee wow. Uh, uh, Ring the bell three times. I can't. I I mean, like... (laughs) I will gladly still put up the three, even though you don't want it. I I don't see Buffalo beating this team. That is, uh, I love. I've been riding the Dolphins all season. Call this a gut. Call this a gut pick. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, we will uh, 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 start our last round of picks here, and of course, uh, that minus three uh, for our hometown boys, those Philadelphia Eagles. I I love that line. I think that this is a, d- a definite win for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm changing it up. I picked every I picked them to lose so they'd win. I'm tired of all that stuff. I'm going to go with my true gut feelings here and I think uh the Philadelphia Eagles minus 3 against Chicago this week. Brandon Lee Gowton, your final pick of the week. Well, you guys already know what I'm going to do because I've done this the past 2 weeks and that is always pick against the Jets even though <laughs> I've been losing on this. I just I cannot buy the Jets every week. I just Every week, more yeah, and more, I just, I, I just do not buy the Jets. Uh, they're at home. Uh, I just don't see it. I think the Browns, they played they played uh, Chicago pretty tough last week. Um, I'm just going to have to take the Browns plus two. Uh, James Zeltzer, where are we going for your final pick? Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I was choosing between two here, and I, I really, really was leaning towards taking Dallas minus three. I, I really do think they're going to win that game, but I, I could see it being a three-point game. And just on, you know, the off chance that I have any jinxing power whatsoever, uh, uh, you know, or reverse jinx or whatever, I'm going to stay away from that game. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants plus ten. I don't think this Lions team is very good. I do think they win the football game at home against the Giants. I, I agree the Giants are not a good team either. But I think 10 points is a lot. This Lions team has shown the last few weeks that they're really not that good. So uh, I'm going to take the points and uh, uh, take the Giants plus 10. Uh, Detroit is at home, correct? Correct. correct. Ford Field. Ring the bell! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is an unprecedented fourth uh, <laughs> challenger. But, uh, You're making seven picks this week. I, I'm basically making seven picks this week. I will take Detroit and the 10. That's how much I don't believe in the New York Giants. So this is going to be a very interesting football week as we move to the south of me and we go to Mr. Dan Cluster. Where are we going 
for your final pick, sir. Let me tell you, John, you are one crazy <laughs> asshole, my friend. <laughs> you should see me take a shower. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, my final pick. What are the Jaguars getting? Because I'm taking that. <laughs> uh, let me fighting that the fighting Gus Bradleys. Uh, they think, are. You know they're, they're favored, I believe, right? No, they're not. Oh, no, they're plus, not. No, they are plus, plus five. five against the plus uh, five. Titans. Give me, give me that. Yeah, I kind of like that. Give me there. the Jaguars that went outright, too. Oh, my God. It's not a hard oh. pick. Oh. I, uh, oof. Uh, I, ro- I wrote the Jaguars too much. I had to jump off that train. John wants to just John just wants to say ring the bell again. Ring, ring, the, ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell for the fifth time. I can't tell you. Outright? How can you keep? Dan, I mean, I... It's Cecil Shorts, no bueno, MJD, nothing to play for. Uh, either of these teams, I, I got to, uh, I'll, jeez, I'll take the outright bet. I'm not going to take the points because I like the points, but, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you know. I think the fighting Gus Bradley shall rise again, my friends. He's on the <laughs> Gus bus. <laughs> uh, and uh, nothing more to add for me, just an apology again to Mr. Mike Freeman. We ran out of time. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, Ring the bell! <laughs> that as well. Uh, hopefully, uh, all Eagles nation, uh, hopefully we got a great game on Sunday and hopefully it, uh, comes out with a win. But for me, for Brandon Gowton, for Mr. Dan Cluster and Mr. James Zeltzer, we thank you for listening to BGN radio number 16. Fart. Subscribe on iTunes. You've been listening to BGN radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com. 